Yeah. Uh, I be on my hustle, I be on my grind. And I just want the money, I ain't got the time. You trying to cross the line, you done lost your mind. You ain't talking money language, you ain't talking mine. And I just want the papers. Um, what got me in the music was, um, well, I mean, I was my family is um kind of was always like a music oriented family, whether it came from family barbecues. Um, my grandfather was actually um, a jazz player and a singer, and a blues musician back in the I think the sixties, probably. Yeah, he was back in the sixties and seventies, sixties. He was a um he was a, a a jazz and blues player, and he used to tour the country. And um, what stopped him for stop doing the music was that he basically they took his money and the promoters never paid him and left him stranded. So he left that music game alone, joined the Navy and started a family with my grandmother. Um, and he was always like playing jazz and blues and stuff and music and same thing around. Same thing with my father. When I was younger, you know, he was um, he would always get together with my uncles and we had fun barbecues. They be drinking and dancing and and have mad music playing. My father used to sing in the backyard, like to really sing and all that. Um, same thing with like my uncles. My mom was an aspiring sing- singer as well. Um, she didn't pursue music because I guess she thought as though um, when she was dating my father, she got pregnant with me. And then she, you know, she just, I guess she thought as though, you know, she just wanted to find a significant job to help, you know, survive and, and build a family. And, um, she kind of gave that up, you know what I mean? Because I know that's really honestly what she wanted to do. Um, and then the influence of my neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying? You know, um, hip-hop was always um, around where I was growing up at, you know what I'm saying? From the loud car systems to the backyard barbecues to the, you know what I'm saying, the the the, the, the parties that they had at, at uh it was a spot in around my way. It's called the Democrat, you know what I'm saying? Spots at another around my way. It's called the Whip. Um, they just had a lot of, I always music orientated. You know, I had music orient, or in my school. You know, music was kind of like a second language where I'm from, you know what I'm saying? So it was always an influence. And then, you know, my homies, I was never, when I was younger, I wasn't really allowed to listen to certain rap music. You feel what I'm saying? And uh, But my homies were always around, like when we were younger, listening to rap and stuff. Actually, got my first experience and taste with rap music. Um, my uncle, um, my uncle and my grandmother, and my grandfather used to babysit me during the day when my mother went to work. You know what I'm saying? And my father worked night work, so nobody was able to watch me and my brother when we were uh, growing up. My uncle had a room full of all hip hop. Um, the box he had a big gigantic boom box with every every old school rapper you could think of from. Uh, Heavy D, Kumo D, Cool G Rap, um, DJ Bolo, um, Rock Him, Eric B. Um, I don't know if I said L. Cool G already. Fresh Prince, Special Ed. Um, it was a number of them. Drew Drew Hill. It was a number of them that he's like different old old school like acts before my time, like back in like the eighties and the early nineties that he had in his room and. His room was so hip hop, it was ridiculous. Like he had a a, room, a a a poster of like a red Ferrari on his wall. Michael Jordan, um, I think it was uh, I forget what rapper was on that wall. That was a big one of a rapper. I can't remember. I think it was MC Hammer. But um, yeah, so it was just like it was. His room was so fascinating to me. But he always never wanted me to touch his radio. So. I want. I was just always wondering, like, why am not? Why am I not able to touch this radio, right? So, you know, you know, when you're a kid, you're real curious. You know, what I'm saying about certain stuff. Actually, he went to work one day and left his door open. He never left his door open. So I went in his door and I touched the radio and I played the music. So now I'm sitting there trying to figure out what the sound and the sound is that I'm listening to. I don't know what it is, but I like it. And they said sound like they're making words rhyme. And, you know, my friends always mention certain names, and I never knew who it was because, like I said, my mother tried to keep me away from that type of stuff. So, um, I, I put, I think, I put, I don't know if it was L Cool J or 
special ed or the Fresh Prince tape that I first put in. I can't remember. I was like five or six when I did this shit. And I put it in. I played it. I, I went through so many different tapes, R&B and hip-hop at the time. And um, I fell asleep in my room. I fell asleep in his room, I mean. He got off of work and caught me in the room. And he said, didn't I tell you not to go in this room? And I don't know if I got an ass open that day or not, but I remember, I, I remember like, I, got, I was on some type of punishment. I don't know if I was allowed to go outside or whatever it was. I know that I was in fucking trouble, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, it was, uh, that was, like, one of my first tastes of, uh, of, of hip-hop and allowed me to do, allowed me to inspire me to, to go on with the music. I guess it was just a more so of a cultural thing when I first started. You know what I'm saying? And um, it just built from there. Hello? Oh, sorry, my ear accidentally pressed mute. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, yeah, that's but, all good. Yeah, so what I wanted to ask you was, you know, coming up, listening to hip-hop, and after you got a taste of it, if you could draft a list of your top five MCs, right, your top five favorite rappers, who would those rappers be? Of all time or currently? Um, you could do both. Feel free to say both, you know, all time, currently, like whatever you're listening to. Oh, <clears throat> I want to say <clears throat> of all time. I, I just go a mixed period of all between all time and and right now. I say... Nas is always going to be my, my one of my all-time favorites because um, his storytelling ability, when I first started listening to him, I always thought it was like absolutely ridiculous and the best storyteller I've ever heard. Um, between him then was Nas, I think. Secondly, I want to say, now I'm kind of caught in between the lines of either DMX or Cool G Rap. I want to say, I want to say, I want to say DMX though, number two, because DMX um, came at me in a time where I was trying to find myself and listening to his music, because I always felt like I was very outcasted with, with people, you know what I'm saying? Like I was never, I was always an introverted kid. Like I had friends and stuff like that, but no, in my neighborhood, I was like a fucking, I was like a, uh, stood out like a sore thumb, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I was, I grew up in an all-black neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, I was like the lightest of the light, you know what I'm saying? When I went to school, the kids used to tell me that I was white, and the point of the matter is that I almost believed it. I came home to my mother one day and told her that I was white, and my father gripped me up so hard, I'll never forget this. She gripped me up on my arm so hard and told me, she said, look at me in my face. You are not white. You are African American. Your family is lineage, lineage has lineage of African American lineage. Your father's African American. Your mother's African American. Your grandmother is. Your grandfather is. Your whole family, all your family's African American. So I don't want to ever hear you call yourself and just drift off and say that you're white. You understand? And from that point on, my mother, <clears throat> my mother, um, instilled in my mind. But I always felt like I was different than everybody else, the way I thought, the way, I, the way that I act. I always felt, you know, on like a, I want to say on like an outcasted type um, uh, place. And DMX, to me, rap like an outcast. Like he just was like, his story was really like very dark and very, um, felt like he was like alone in the world on his own. And, uh, Felt like he was just, just not, just had nobody else to turn to, you know what I'm saying? Type, like, lonely type situation. And <clears throat> from his influence, I wrote my first rap. I think I was, like, maybe 11 years old. The first rap I wrote was called A Lonely Road. I don't know. I, I forget where the beat. I had, I had a, some odd reason, you know, they had, you know, everybody, they had, everybody had their little mixtape man around the way, and it might have been and like some old CDs or something that he might have been selling and stuff like that. I had got my first instrumental, I think, when I was like, I don't know. You know what? At that time, I don't think I did. I think I was rapping over other rap songs. So 
I used to try to catch like the first 10, 15 seconds of every rap thing and rewind it back, write a rap off of that. It's real weird, but that's what I used to do uh, when I was like 11, 12. And my first rap was Lonely Road. So I, I, the DMX was more so of, of a relatable situation, even though he had it far worse than what I what I had, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I feel him, I felt him on that level of the level of being by yourself and, and being lonely and trying to and, and, and having bad influences and people trying to talk to you and tell you to do the wrong thing, like like somebody's talking to you and then it's down just just caught me, you know what I'm saying? So um yeah, I'll say DMX number two, um between him and Kooji Rap and I said Kooji Rap because Kooji Rap flow is like was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like it was it was one of the things that I felt like it was absolutely amazing when I heard it. And I didn't hear hear Kooji rap until later, like I was maybe about well, I heard Kooji rap when I was a little kid, but I couldn't comprehend. But when I was old enough to comprehend it, I didn't hear it until I was like in high school and I was just like, Yo, this guy's just nuts, like it's crazy. And um he kinda like the predict depicted the whole East Coast when I say gangster rap, um, sound or flow or whatever, um, for the first period of time. Um, number three, number three, I would like to say Mob Deep, probably, you know what I'm saying? I'm going off of influences and way of Mob Deep. Mob Deep, I just, I don't know, I just love their sound, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, Mob Deep had crew music, you know what I'm saying? When as I got older... At a certain period of time, like, you know, even though Mob Deep came out in 94 and I was too young to remember around 94, but, um, 94, I mean, like, Mob Deep had crew music. Like, you go ride around, listen to Mob Deep all day with, like, four or five of you dudes in a car, y'all just chilling, you know what I'm saying? And that was what I, that was what I got from hearing Mob Deep's music, and it was, it was, it was just, like, dope. They just had a great sound. It was just, it was a great time for me in, in, in my life around that time. Plus, like, the way they told stories of where they came from. Um, Queenbridge, Queensbridge is small. Lawnside is small, too. Lawnside is only a mile wide. You know what I mean? Well, when I was coming up, it was a lot more grittier than it is now. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they cleaned a lot of it up. A lot of it got gentrified. Um, but when I, I could relate to, like, the stories that they were telling in there about, like, the wild stuff going on, like, how, how – uh, big where where we where we was at from where we lived and <clears throat> from the story that my be told about Queensbridge <clears throat> and it was very um relatable on I should say. Um number number five no number four I'm sorry. Number four uh It's a big, a real big, I'm caught in between because those are like the top three. Uh, I want to say, uh, I'm trying to think of somebody who may have possibly influenced me the most. Um, um, Hey, I don't know. I don't want to say. I want to. I want to. I want to say Eminem so bad. I want to say Eminem so bad because I remember when Eminem first came out. Eminem was was very, very funny. Very funny. I want to say. I, I want to say Eminem is number six. I want to put him in number four. I want to say Eminem is number six. Not 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 five. I want to say he's number six, but he's up there though. He's number six. I want to say uh, maybe. Um, I think maybe Royce the Five Nine, Royce the Five Nine. I think number four, Royce the Five Nine. I I I'm very. I think that he's like incredible. Like now, back then I would always listen to him. Like even when he was on like the Grand Theft Auto mixtapes and stuff like that. But right now, as far as like, I think that he's fucking amazing. You know what I'm saying? The way that he puts rhymes together and 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 fucking puts everything like live, like it's just 
it's it's ridiculous. Like I just, I, I just think it's amazing. Like it's it's almost like his rhyming ability is is it's like it's almost like God. Like that's why I say him and Eminem are like perfect with each other. You know what I'm saying? Because not too many people can go bar for bar with him. You know what I'm saying? Eminem and Royce is that. I think Royce to me is like I like his style. He's more relatable. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think like he 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 could write out a rapper handbook. You know what I'm saying? For for how ill he is. You know what I'm saying? Like how he just like puts things out. Um, number five. I have to be very careful with this one. Five, five. Mm. I want to say. I want to say hmm. I like uh I wanna say Jadakiss. I wanna say Jadakiss. I listened to a lot of Jadakiss when I was growing up. A lot of Jadakiss. A lot of Jadakiss definitely. He was one of my bigger influences. Um Jadakiss was like his flow is like ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? His cadence and style is, is is real crazy. The the only difference with the only thing about Jadakiss is Jadakiss never really had you never got to know like who the real Jadakiss is because he was you know, he was always a bar dude, like giving fans bars, bars, bars. He really didn't tell too much stories. He started started later on in his career he did. And that made me like him even more, letting me you know that Jadakiss spot was like like solidified with me. Um, number, like I said, number six, Eminem. Um, because Eminem was hilarious, very funny. Um, style was ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? That, like he just was very different from what everybody else was. He just didn't have a bunch of jewelry on. Um, he was just you know crazy fucking white boy from Detroit, and he let motherfuckers know this shit. When we let him know motherfuckers, you know, let motherfuckers know that he could give two shits about what the fuck motherfuckers think about him. And I respected that, you know what I'm saying? He said whatever he wanted to say from the heart. However, man, anybody knew what everybody to kiss his ass, and he didn't give a fuck. And I loved that. I thought he was just so funny, you know what I'm saying? And But but the fact of the matter is that he's a lyrical fucking animal, monster. Like, he's, he's like, right now, he's just, like, back then he was, like, funny and, and wild and hilarious. But now he's just, like, on, like, a whole nother, like, plateau or level right now like is it's just it's just amazing you know what i'm saying like you, you you have in order to study rap you want to study rap you got to study you got to study eminem you got to study eminem if you're not studying eminem then you don't deserve to rap it um i want to say number seven i want to say i'm gonna say ransom ransom from jersey city I listened to a lot of Ransom in the 2000s. Ransom was holding it down for the streets for a long period of time. And um, I don't think a lot of people, honestly, I don't think a lot of people have heard him. And that's the, that's the crazy, that's the sad, that's the crazy part about it. Though. A lot of people didn't, a lot of people didn't hear um, Ransom because, you know, he never left that mixtape bracket. But Ransom, to me, was, 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 was a, a fucking animal of a lyricist. And, um, I think he was like one of the more um, greater influences of all time uh, in Jersey. Period. Just because of the way he told stories and his flow. You know I mean, he he was he held it down in the two thousands for for real hip hop and gritty hip hop for real. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's see. Uh, number eight. I want to say. Probably, probably little Ito, Ito from Rochester, New York. I think he's a, like, the way he tells his stories and the way he just makes, he's very scientific with the way he lays out certain things and very, um, 
very uh it's ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he makes the way he way he uh structures his words and his the way he structures his words and his lyrics is is, is amazing. And uh the way he tells the stories of he sound like he got like a real old soul. And he sound like he's been on this earth forever, the way that he um lays his bars out, tells about his life, other people's life, life in the streets. Plus, he kept me going, man, when I, I was trying to find myself when I was running the streets back in the time when he first started. But he's always going to be like an all-time favorite of mine. Um, number nine. Mm, number nine is a, a fucking... Uh, a, a, a run-of-the-mill, like, uh, bracket between... Um, Joe Button and I want to say um, Joe between Joe Button and Willie the Kid. I think because Joe Button, Joe Button is Joe Button made like he talks from the heart of a lot of different shit and. When when he makes you feel his pain, you know what I'm saying. And Joe Budden, I like about Joe Budden. Joe Budden, not not just because he's a barbarian and he's lyrical, but the fact of that he can go ahead and put fucking anything on a record. Like he'll tell if he'll tell about everything that's going on in his life, his story. Like if if you if he got AIDS, you'll know about it. If he got fucking if he has fucking uh, HIV, you'll know about it. He got herpes, you'll know about it. If he fucking kicks somebody down the stairs and beat up his mom. Don't know about it. You know what I'm saying? Joe Button is is pure truth. You know what I'm saying? But he's he's talented the way he tells it. Very poetic. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the reason why I say Willie the Kid, Willie the Kid got so is the way he paints a picture is like nothing I've never nothing I've ever seen before. Nothing I've ever seen before. You know what I'm saying? Like the way he paints a picture is 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 um is is fucking is is ridiculous. Like it just um, it's it's uh, it doesn't make any sense. Like it's it's crazy. And then like like then he puts jewels in there. He, he makes masterpieces with his words. Basically, to me, I, I like like Willie so much because he's Willie's almost like Nas without the Queensbridge. You know what I'm saying? But the way he told his story, kind of his story, how the best side, he know how to tell it. But he's like the way he paints the picture is almost like Picasso. He's a piece here, a piece there, a piece there, a piece here, a piece there. But it all comes together in one, which is like I think is ridiculous. And number ten is a tie between three people: Styles P, um, Kendrick Lamar, and and, and Jay Z. Those are the three. Like they have a tie. Why I say why I say with with ties because I don't want to put them underneath of one another because they are both to me in the same bracket as number ten. Styles was um Styles held it down like in the I've been listening to Styles ever since the lock stage. Styles held it down with the mixtapes. One of my favorite albums of all time is Gangsta and the Gentleman. You know what I'm saying? Gangsta and the Gentleman was one of the illest projects ever. Like I remember when it first came out in two thousand and two. I was listening to that all throughout my high school years for the all four fucking years. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jay-Z. Jay-Z was like, Nas was like my dad. Jay-Z was like my uncle. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z was like that 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 uncle that was telling you to put the rubber on before you go ahead and fuck with a female. You know what I'm saying? He's telling you, you, you want to get right, stack your bread. You know what I'm saying? Go fuck, you know what I'm saying? Money. You put fuck, you fuck holes, get money first. You know what I'm saying? He was that big homie, you know what I'm saying? I was telling you to get your shit together, you know what I mean, before you went ahead and, and did some did some bullshit, you know what I'm saying, and, and and get your shit together, you know what I mean? And the way he told stories, and you know what I'm saying, you know, of, of, the, of the hustler, but he basically wanted you to, you know what I mean, get, get telling his story, but basically saying, like, yo, get your life right, get your shit together, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can do all this shit, you can have all this shit too, get your money right first, though. Fuck all, fuck, 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 fuck bitches, fuck that stupid shit. Put this work in, you know what I'm saying, and get your shit right. You feel what I'm saying? Um, last, and then Kendrick Lamar, because he's like an alien 
You know what I'm saying? I don't. I had never heard nobody rap like him before. People make comparisons. They they have Lil Wayne comparisons, Andre 3000. But Kendrick Lamar is in a class of his own. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, to tell you the truth, he'd probably be up there on the bracket if I knew him longer. You know what I'm saying? Kendrick Lamar has really only been out out for maybe like five, five, six years. It hasn't even been like a decade for him even being out yet. You know what I'm saying? Probably in himself. But as far as like big, big and really influencing everybody around the country and being one of the best rappers out right now, he hasn't been out for five years. Down the line, it's probably going to shoot up to number three with me. You feel what I'm saying? Because who knows how great he's going to be around that time. So I know it took forever, but there you have it. That's my top ten as far as like right now. Since no, I think that was really awesome and descriptive. And, yeah, I, li- I like – because everyone you mentioned, when I hear your music, I definitely hear, like, bits and, and influence from – especially, you know, you say Nas, Prodigy, Jadakiss, Styles P. I, I hear a lot of – yeah, like that. Like, you got, like, a lot of East Coast flavor and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got family yeah. from the East Coast, so it's like I can recognize, like, you really – like, you know your shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I try – I like – I go off of legitimate influences, like, like there were, there were people that listen to Nas where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know. Everybody always said like, "Yo, Nas, like, it was was one of the illest." Like, you know what I'm saying? But Styles was like, I mean, Styles was really banging in the hood, like, like crazy, like around that time because, like I said, Styles had things popping with the the mixtapes, man, and everybody was blasting Styles. Like, Styles, Styles still holds reach down in more ways than whatever but back then like i said when i was coming up and then like in, in the 90s late 90s and 2000s they and locks and and and, and the locks and, and fucking uh low eat on ransom was like holding the streets down so i'm crazy yeah so no, that was really awesome and do you feel like new jersey like coming from new jersey like that that just kind of you know like I, I want to say every city has its own flavor and style. Do you feel like the city of Jersey has kind of given you given you your own style as well? Yeah, I mean, yeah, in a way, yeah, because, you know, we all rap. See, where I'm from, we, we closer to Philly more than we are closer to New York. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like where I'm at, we, we're, we're going to catch that Philly drift. You know what I'm saying? You know, we got we – got, we got, uh, I'm from you know, so what we like to call down the highway. Down the highway is small boroughs outside of larger cities. You know what I'm saying? So in my section is down 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 the highway, like we have like small hoods in certain areas in the South Jersey vicinity, you know what I'm saying? It's like the Camden County, you know what I'm saying? Um the main city in Camden County is Camden, of course. But we are like on the outskirts and Camden and Cannon County caught will catch the Philly, you know what I'm saying, Philly drift. So it was like we would depict a lot of their styles from the Philadelphia area, and it kind of um, would affect us in a, in a mean way, especially with, like, that East Coast sound. But Philly, like, Philly, they got, like, their own sound altogether. You could definitely tell when there's a, when you hear a Philly rapper, you know what I'm saying, like, yo, he's from Philly. No, I mean, like, straight up, you know what I'm saying? But I, my thing about it is, yeah, it, defi- it definitely, but, like, where I'm from, a lot of the rappers sounded like they were from Philly. A lot of them. A lot of them sounded from Philly. But where I'm from, it's a, where I'm from is a melting pot because a lot of us came from different areas. I'm I'm totally from Long Side, you know what I'm saying? Like, my family, my, my family from Philly, and, uh, my family from Philly and, like, North Carolina, but, you know, I was, born and raised out here, you know what I'm saying? You know, I ran the streets in different areas and stuff like that, but our roots come from here. So, um, but everybody else, family may have been people coming from Philly, people coming from Camden, people coming from New York. So it was a big melting pot. So everybody was, all the slang words from all these areas were coming around and people were talking it, you know what I'm saying? So the, the rap styles, we're going to kind of be like a mesh between those in the area, those areas. A lot, like I said, Philly had a big influence on us. You know what I'm saying? New York, a little bit, but mainly like Philly. 
you know what I'm saying, the way we talk and the way that we rap. I was caught in a bracket where I wanted to sound different. I didn't want... They, they, the, the influence was real heavy with that, but I wanted to sound different. So I wanted, so I went back and I wanted to kind of craft like my own sound. Of course, like my sound when you hear it, everybody like, yo, he sound like he from New York or something. You know what I'm saying? Because I had a lot of big, all well, my favorite rappers were from that area. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the uh, New York influence. But um, my uh, as far as myself um, as an individual, I I didn't want to sound like anybody else, especially not from my area. If everybody else was talking about gangster shit and shooting everybody, I wanted to talk about something different. I was always a person that looked outside of the box and thought outside of the box and wanted to be something different than what I was. You know what I'm saying? I never wanted to be, oh, he's this way. You know what I'm saying? He's just like them because, you know, you want to stick out when it comes to this music stuff. You don't want to sound like nobody else. You know what I'm saying? I never wanted to do what everybody else was doing. When they was wearing butt butter Tims, I was wearing gray. You know what I'm saying? When they was wearing this type of polo shirt, I was wearing the other type. You know what I'm saying? When they were wearing these type of chains, I didn't want to wear them. I want to wear these. You know what I'm saying? When they had these, when they wore this type of colored pants, I wore those. When they were talking this kind of way, I did that. Like, a lot of stuff that people weren't doing, I, I did. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, they, they wanted to wear this kind of hat. I wanted to wear that kind of hat. You know what I'm saying? So I was always going outside of the norm and going in my own sense of direction anyway. But I would definitely say, like, yeah, like the East Coast style between what I listened to and from what was in the area definitely had definitely had a, a real, really good influence on my style. I really, when I grew up, I really didn't listen to any other areas besides Philly and New York rappers. So I, I really don't. It was kind of like it was bound to happen. So this, this yeah, so it's essentially it's my roots. So... You you were talking about differentiating your sound and crafting your sound. Are there any producers that you were uh, looking to reach out to or, or that you would just love to work with to help cultivate it? Oh, uh, hell yeah. Um, we, we, should, we should work out with, I always wanted, I, I told myself, I always wanted to work with uh Alchemist. Alchemist is like my ideal producer I've always wanted to work with and put a project out with. Like, like, oh man, I would love to work with Alchemist. Like, because that's like a dream come true to me. Like, like he's like my ideal, my ideal, uh, my ideal producer. You feel what I'm saying? And that, and it, it's uh, a. <laughs> Like I, I, I feel like when I once I get with him, I feel like it's an ultimate classic. You know what I'm saying? Straight off the rip. You know what I'm saying? But um, between Alchemist, um, a rap music, um, I want to say uh, I like um, I like Harry Fraud. Um, he's one of the newer producers. Um, well, um, oh, V Don, V Don, most definitely V Don. Um, now you said somebody to help craft my sound. If I had to work with somebody who wanted to help craft my sound and really help about bringing out the best. And me and the best of how best for me to record. I'm bugging. How can I fit? Um, Black Milk. I would love to work with Black Milk. He's definitely one of my favorites, like all time favorites between him, Alchemist, B Dawn, A Rap Music. If I had, if I was signed, signed, and I had to go to somebody to work with these people, those would be the top four that I work with. But for somebody to help craft my sound and help make me better and help being the best out of my sound, I say I would go to Dr. Dre most definitely. Now that's a really good list, you know, like all those producers that you named to me are some of the best in the game, some of the best in the business. And Black right. Milk, I see I definitely see like the energy, like how it would transfer between your music and uh, his. 
And this leads me to my next, my next question. Like what, out of all of the songs that you've made, you know, what, what song to you is your favorite? Like what song to you that after you made it, did you just think like, wow, like I, this is some of my best work? Um, um, I think that, uh, the, um, the best song, damn, that's, that's just real, that's crazy. The best song, my body of work. My favorite song right now, I don't, I don't know my best song of all time, but I will say my favorite song of right now is probably the, the the no way the no way record that I crafted that I released recently. I think no way because um, it was different. I don't think anybody expects me to come in that that, that come from that angle. And when I when I when I when I it helped me like to open up on my sound. I was so like I was so stuck in this one place. You understand what I'm saying? I was stuck in this, like, I felt not not stuck, but I think where people put me at. And musically, working with that type of beat helped me open up a whole nother door. I like to stay in gray areas. I don't like to make things black and white. I think that's corny. Then just leave no growth. When you're in a gray area, you can go somewhere and people are like, yo, I, I, I really don't know where he's going to come from this time because he's just so versatile. That's what I've always wanted to be. And no way basically gives like a sense of my versatility um, where I could possibly go at musically, lyrically, flow-wise, and mainly seeing like it basically gives me like, like I won't be stuck in a spot and I can – there's a bigger and brighter future for me as far as like the level of growth is concerned. So that I'd say I know way is probably my favorite, favorite joint up to this point that I have of all time. Um, man, I did a lot of music. Since. I think of all time. My, my favorites has to be the, um, the story. Well, it's probably records that that haven't come out yet. You know, haven't come out yet. Like you know, what I'm saying like like the album um, is currently right now being in the mastering stage. So I think when you hear the album, those are probably going to end up being my favorite records because of I'm, I'm very big on storytelling. So when I tell a good story record, another one of my favorite. I said okay, so I'm gonna break it down like this. Right now, my favorite, two favorite records of mine are No Way and The Shooter. The Shooter um, basically is telling the story of the from from the from the from the perspective of a person who actually shot someone, shot someone that could have possibly been close to him. You know what I'm saying? And he shows up to the funeral, and he has to deal with the grief of the mother. Who, who the person of who he shot and and trying to figure out like why do I keep having put in this position when I'm not really a killer but when you're in that type of lifestyle that's what it comes with it you know what I'm saying and I wanted for people to understand that I wanted it's, a lot of times people people make gangster records oh oh hey you sure we, we clap we do this that and the third but me and my my music, I like to give reasoning behind that. I let 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 people know like yo, we ain't wilding for no reason. You know what I'm saying? There's a purpose and there's a reason behind everything that we doing. Rhyme and reasoning is is very important with my style. So yeah, those are my like my two favorite records at this point. And the the other thing I, I like about your music is uh your visuals, your music videos because. You know, since since you're a good storyteller, your visuals complement it because a few of your music videos they play out like movies. They're very cinematic. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, what is what is your approach to those videos like? Do you have any um, favorite movies you like to watch that might have influenced your music videos or any other music videos that uh, helped you put these pieces together? Oh man, that's crazy. 
Um, no, I, 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 um, for the mu for the music videos, I know they're very cinematic, but I, I just told the story, and then we just went off of that. We got people to put people in position who wanted to play these roles. Um, that's one thing too is that when I was younger, I told my mother that I wanted to be a comic book artist because I was always really good with drawing. I went to art school when I was when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? I went to art school when I was younger. And I like to draw pictures and comic books and, and stuff like that. You feel what I'm saying? So um, my so I was always into, like, telling stories. And um, I used to write my own storyboards, make up my own characters and stuff like that. And I always told myself I wanted to one day be, like, a director for, like, movies and I still got stories, the stuff written down to this day, and I'm just waiting to the point where I get put into a power position where I can make those things happen. You feel what I'm saying? There's a lot, a lot of stuff coming on the way with that, like as far as like what you just said about making the movies and cinematic. You know, what's going to happen in the next few years? I think people are going to be very surprised with which I'm where I'm gonna take it with. Um, but yeah, I, like there's a few different movies that kind of like influence me. You know, I was always into like you know the regular run-of-the-mill hood movies um, and kung fu movies, um, superhero flicks, you know what I'm saying, action movies. I, like, uh, I want to say movies like uh, like Juice, um, Strapped, uh, New Jersey Drive, Clockers, you know, the old 90s, from old 90s hustling movies, you know what I'm saying, paid in full, um, and you go to the uh, the kung fu movies like uh, Bruce Lee movies, uh, End of the Dragon, Chinese Connection, um, the last it was no not the last dragon. Um, the uh, oh my god, I can't remember the one with him. The movie with him and Chuck Norris in it. Um, that movie. Then uh, superhero movies like the uh, Batman trilogies. Um, and even the, you know, saying the Jet Li movies, you know what I mean? That there's just, it's just so, so much, so much. I can go on with that for days, but I like the the, the storytelling from top to bottom. And like I said, a lot of my musical influences had to tell me about that, and a lot of stuff. My education had a lot to do with it too. A lot of people don't know how to base out stories, you know what I'm saying? I know a story had to have uh, a beginning. Um, beginning, the body had to have uh, the, the body had to have a general, uh, somewhat of a of a beginning. Then it was like the a piece of the summary, and then the climax, um, the hiatus, and then the conclusion. You feel what I'm saying? I learned all this stuff when I was in school, so I tried to, um, when I was telling stories, I always try to add that blueprint to it, you know what I'm saying? But I but when I write stories, I try to picture up my own movies in my head when I write them. So I didn't mean to take that answer too drawn out, but yeah, so yeah, definitely those movies had like a real big influence on my shit. No, no, that's perfect. Don't yeah, no, believe me, man, like that's the kind of response I want. I want people to, you know, like definitely go deep uh, on um any subject like this and yeah. For me, like, whenever, like, we're talking about, like, music, I feel like music is definitely, like, it's very subjective and everything, but mm. it's also very, it can be a tough industry, and do you have any advice for uh, any other musicians or rappers coming up, like, just, like, dealing with industry bullshit and just, like, hustling? Like, do you have any advice or a message? My advice to anybody is go with your gut, you know what I'm saying? Go with your gut. Don't. If you feel as though a right move isn't a right move, and don't do it. You know what I'm saying? My grandmother always had a saying. She said, if you don't know, don't do it. I live by that, you know what I'm saying, every day. If I'm not feeling it and if I don't know about it, then I ain't going to do it. You feel what I'm saying? Um, another thing, too, is that you want to have, make sure you have, if you have anybody around you, have people around you who have your best interest at heart and everybody is working you know what I mean? And you don't have to because then the people around you aren't working as hard as you and they really don't see your vision and they don't have your best interest at heart. That's a career killer. You know what I'm saying? We don't, you don't want no career killer. 
you want to make sure that you everybody everybody in your circle or everybody that that you're you know surrounded everybody you're surrounded around has your best interest at heart like you don't want to have any vultures and people and backstabbing individuals um in your circumference because it's, it ain't going to do nothing but kill your career and don't don't I mean you can plan but don't really think too much you know what I'm saying just just do it just you know what I mean because I realized a lot of artists they don't want to do certain things because they just don't want to put one foot in front of the other. Just do it, man. Like just 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 do it. Just do what you want to do. Like take hey, just just do it. Don't think too much. You start thinking too much, then you get hesitant. You know what I'm saying? Like all right, when you're in a fist fight, you ain't got no other choice. You can either get your ass whooped or you could defend yourself. You know what I'm saying? So at that time, you're just going off an of impulse, and you're just moving. You know what I'm saying? I'm not telling you to move like that all the time, but that's how you have to start. you got to move. you got to do something, you know what I'm saying, make an attempt. And then don't get discouraged. Like, don't get discouraged. Like, I'm still at this point. You know what I'm saying? I'm nobody. You know what I'm saying? I'm still grinding and hustling just like everyone else. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just going off of my own trials and tribulations and telling people what to do, like, don't like don't get discouraged, like you know what I mean, you wanna to get to a certain point, then ask yourself where you wanna be. Like what's a good space for you in your career? Like what do you really want from this shit? Like do you wanna just sit in the basement and just make music and then for your own self or do you want make music to make money? Do you wanna make music to to inspire people? Do you wanna make music just to just to make just to make music for for other people like what, what what are you doing this for you know what i'm saying do you want to do this as a career is it just a hobby you got to ask yourself these questions you know what i'm saying and um and another thing then that leads to what i'm going into next is about the budget you got to have a budget you know you got to have a budget you got to spend money spend money make money that's 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 a business move you know what i'm saying like spend you have to spend money in order to make money and you're going to take losses that's just one thing you're going to take losses you know what i'm saying but the thing about it is, if you don't learn from your losses, that's the major thing. You know what I'm saying? That's the major thing. You know what I'm saying? And another thing, last thing, is, you know, be, be smart. Be smart. Learn from your mistakes and don't be afraid to ask for help. If you have people around you that are going to do things for you and, and put you in a certain level of position, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask yourself. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Play a position. Play a position. Know what you want to do. Know what identity you want to do. You got a lot of rappers out there that that want to do podcasts and want to be promoters, want to be uh, booking agents, want to be this, that, and the third. No, you got to figure out what you want to do and then keep your focus there. If you want to be an MC, you want to be an artist, you want to be a performer, you want to be a creator. Stick to that. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the times people are looking for multiple ways. I think the reason why people fail as artists is because they try to play too many hacks. And you're not really focusing on, you don't have enough time to focus on yourself and your own art. So you're not really going to get anywhere. You have to put your focus into something. If being a, you want to be a, a, a artist promoter, great. That's fine. I salute you. You want to be a freaking, uh, you want to be a, um, What's it called? You want to be a um, uh, manager? Do that. You know what I'm saying? Put your heart, body, your soul into that and build off of that. You know what I'm saying? You want to be a, a publicist. You know what I'm saying? Put your mind, your heart, and your soul into that. Educate yourself and what you want to do. And, you know what I'm saying? That, stick with that. Don't try to stretch yourself too far because you're not going to have a focus. Everybody wants to do multiple things because they're like, oh, yeah, I want to do this thing. Oh, yeah, everybody wants to do that, bro. But what you got to understand is that the main part about whatever you're going to do, it's about focus. You got to have focus, bro. You don't got focus, you, you shot yourself in the foot. That's real shit. You got to have focus, man. Focus on, on, on the centerfold and then spider web, and everything will come into play. And work hard, dog. Work hard. Investing yourself, you know what I'm saying? Investing yourself, sacrifice, yo, sacrifice. I got so many rap people from around my way, artists that say they want to do something, and say they want to get something started. 
but they never get the ball rolling. You know what I'm saying? A lot of it has to do with because they don't, they're afraid to invest in themselves or they don't want to sacrifice that time. You got to sacrifice that time, you know. You got to sacrifice that time, sacrifice your money, and invest in yourself. You know what I'm saying? My, I, I, one of my craziest girlfriends ever in life, ever in life. I mean, this bitch was nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was a fucking, she was a gang member. She shoots you, stab you, fucking bust your windows out, all kind of shit. But she used to talk the realest shit in the world. And one of the realest things she ever said to me and stuck with me forever to this day is no sacrifice, no victory. And she was saying that shit, and that's the realest shit she ever said. So that's the last thing I'm going to leave y'all with, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the last thing I'm going to leave y'all with is sacrifice. This is what you want to do. Sacrifice your time, your energy, and everything you got to do. If you if you got a girlfriend, she don't support you in it, she got to go. You know what I'm saying? She taking up all your time. She doing so much bullshit, and she arguing with you because you got female fans in your inbox, she got to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, because she don't understand. You got to deal with people who understand your situation. She don't get it, she got to get ghosts. You know what I'm saying? The greater will come sooner or later. And that comes along with the sacrifice, you know? I tell people that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Granted, everybody wants a piece of ass, but you got to keep it 100 with whoever you're dealing with. Like, look, listen, this is what I do. This is me. This is what I, you know what I mean? This is what I, this is who I am. If you can't get with that shit, fuck it. She got to go. You know what I'm saying? That's probably why my ass is single <laughs> to this day. But <laughs> because I don't give a fuck. Like I believe in what I believe in. Like this this is not just music to me. This is my savior. You understand what I'm saying? I was doing I was living very destructive before I got into this. I mean I was never like a terrible person, but I was destructive to other people and myself. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what the streets come along with, you know what I'm saying? There's no there's no positive end to this shit. You know what I mean? I've been in and out of that shit since I was 16 years old. You know what I mean? Like, that, that there's, there's no positive end to this shit. None. It never will be. You know what I'm saying? So, like, sacrifice, dog. Sacrifice. Sacrifice, and you, you shall have what you need. So, um, but before um, we uh, leave this off, I, I definitely uh, want to have one last question, and you know, we you uh you talked about a lot of themes, a lot of interesting things, and are you uh putting a lot of these ideas into an album? Do you have an album coming out? And uh, if so, do you have um any possible release date or or at least a month when you think it's going to be released? Um yeah, I, like um my next album that'll be coming out is um it's called The Bigger Picture. If anybody, oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm bugging like. How could I forget? I got to take somebody out of slot three. No, I take somebody out of slot two. Slot two, one of my favorite rappers, my second favorite rapper all the time is Big L. I'm bugging. I don't know how I forgot about my good brother. I am, that is crazy. <laughs> Big oh, L. Yeah, Big L is my second best favorite rapper. The way that he told stories, the way that he flowed, his punchlines, the comedy he had in his shit. You know what I'm saying? He was one of the greatest rap. He started that. He was one of the best rappers to ever touch a microphone, ever. One of the greatest of all time, hands down. And he only dropped two fucking albums. And the one of the albums that dropped was after he was dead. You know what I'm saying? So that says a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? So this album, basically, a bigger picture is to pay tribute to him. So I took a lot of the different sounds that he had from his album and the sounds and, and, and the names of the songs and the story plot and... I did my own, painted my own uh, depiction of what it would sound like from my end. So that's why I'm, the album is called The Bigger Picture. I didn't name it The Bigger Picture because I felt as though I was better than him. I named The Bigger Picture because I felt like, all right, this is bigger than that because this is what it would have sounded like if he was alive. You know what I'm saying? And what would it sounded like if there was more added to it in the way it was supposed to be, meaning skits and and the different sounds in the music and you know what I'm saying so the bigger big picture to me just sounds like it was just a bunch of songs put together because there was some shit that he recorded before he died and then, then, then somebody executive produced it but this time around it's like a person is alive a person put it together in a way of to pay tribute plus I feel like nobody ever did an album to pay tribute man. 
And it was all, you got the Biggie tributes, you got the fucking the Nas tributes with Elzai, you got the fucking Jay-Z tribute was with, with Sky Zoo. But nobody paying a tribute to Big L. And I felt like I've always wanted to do that in my career. It's, this is definitely one for the bucket list. So Bigger Picture is coming out November, coming out next month in November. Make sure you keep your eyes out for that. You know what I'm saying? And um, be free to judge if I if I did my job on the album is not, you know what I'm saying? Like with the storytelling and, and the bars and the flow and everything. You know what I'm saying? I, I wanted I want I wanted to put a I wanted for the comparison wanted for the, the comparison to come into play. You know what I'm saying? I definitely wanted that. So whoever listening to the album, critique it, comment it, hit me up, you know if you like it. So yeah, next album is definitely it's called The Bigger Picture. Awesome. Well, no, thank you for uh, giving me an hour of your time. I really appreciate that. I, I feel like we went over such a great magnitude of topics. You know, I, like I said, man, like I, I originally, like, I got a lot of family from the East Coast. Like that's my second home pretty much. And like, you know, I always like connect, connecting with East Coast artists because it's the direction is always so straightforward and I can always resonate with the music. And I see such a bright future for you. Like it's crazy. Like, the way your sound is evolving and trying new things, I think that's some of the best stuff you can do. Thanks, bro. I really appreciate that. It means a lot. I thank you for interviewing me on this podcast, man. Let you know that I'm doing, let me know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Thank you for that. For real. Hey, it's, it's no worries, man. Like I said, like I, like I remember I saw your music video and I was like, oh my God, like this, it was just so cinematic and, and well put together. And on top of that, the music was good. You, you have a great voice for rap. And, you know, of course, you're from Jersey, so it's like, that's like a no-brainer. So it's like, I had yeah. to answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Got to look out, you know. Heard <laughs> up. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm very gracious of, of you at this point right now. Thank you, brother. Well, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to be uh, on social media. I'll be plugging this and everything. And whenever you drop that album, dude, I'll be plugging that because I think that's a really good concept. And... Wow, that's that's really awesome, man. Yeah, like that's that's pretty creative, and I think it's about time someone paid tribute to Big L because like he he's one of the best. Well, hell yeah, most definitely, hell yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, well, anyway, thank you so much. Uh, let's keep connected, now. Maybe we could do a follow up interview at some point. Yeah. Uh, I be on my hustle, I be on my grind And I just want the money, I ain't got the time You trying to cross the line, you done lost your mind You ain't talking money language, you ain't talking mine And I just want the papers, I just want the papers I know the time is precious, I ain't trying to waste it You can sit around, I just rather take it That's why I'm on it right now, ain't no sitting waiting That green light, that's go time Mind state, don't blow mine No negative, that's pro times My flow time is on Gohan Your future holds in your palm It all depends on your time The people who just sit around Don't pay the niggas up no mind They have vision of no kind They want shit and have no grind Just be patient and work hard You'll have yours in no time I can't sit around, it might drive me crazy Like my wife is caught in traffic And she about to have a baby I be on my hustle, I be on my grind. I be on my hustle, I be on my grind. And I just want the money, I ain't got the time. And I just want the money, I ain't got the time. I be on my hustle, I be on my grind. I be on my hustle, I be on my grind. And I just want the papers, I just want the papers. I know my time is precious, I ain't trying to waste it. I'm trying to tell these dudes they better get with it. We ain't off the same time, means I tick different. And I'm thinking long haul, not the quick snippet. Looking for that home run, cause I'm done pitching. If I worry about y'all, I might pop pills. Singing Drake songs with a cougar, trying to cop a fill. I was in the field, you was never real. Trying to make my dimes do the David Copperfield. You want a million? Well, who the hell doesn't? It's all about your struggle, gotta learn to hustle. If I wasn't in the trap, I'd probably be in office straight, feeling awful. And the target is to live awesome. Yeah, I hear you talking, but you're talking, don't even match your walking. And I tell you, just proceed with caution. Any thoughts or doubt, put it out your mind. Put your faith in the hustle, pray, and then you grind. I be on my hustle, I be on my grind. I be on my hustle, I be on my grind. And I 
just want the money, I ain't got the time. And I just want the money, I ain't got the time. I be on my hustle, I be on my grind. I be on my hustle, I be on my grind. And I just want the papers, I just want the papers. I know my time is precious, I ain't trying to waste it.